folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. Uh, today we're not actually playing any games. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the very last bit of Season 1 by doing a Q&A special. Um, so we have everybody here right now, and uh, we'll be doing Q&A. So um, I'm Dora. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. And in Season 1, I played uh, Marius Favors, uh, Marisol Soul Hawk, and, uh, God, sorry. Parker. Yeah, Parker. yeah. <laughs> we're cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> and Louisa, too. <laughs> yeah, I played Parker Young and uh, Louisa Lipson. Uh, today we also have... Hey, I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab. My pronouns are she, her. And in season one, I've played everybody's favorites, Davy Jane and Carrie Kerrigan. Kerrigan Carrie Kestrel. I don't know what order her name goes in. It's Carrie on this document. Uh, Etienne. I forgot their last name, but I had one and it was fancy. And Shu uh, Lupe. I think that was all I played. I think so. Yes. I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxedRose. I use they them pronouns. And in season one, I played Kari Valon, Max Damage Valera, Tala, and Kyoti Sparks. Um, I'm Kales. You can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And in season one, I played uh, Meryl Whitmer, Zephyr, Sable, Reuben Murdoch, and Annabelle Lee. Uh, hi, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and my pronouns are he, him, and in season one, I played Joe Stockton, Garion, and Ketta Amberview. Uh, Dora, Sam, and I, aka Kales, also played in The Quiet Year, where we didn't have official characters, but we were still playing a game. It's true, we did do that. Alright, now that we've got all that, uh, let's get started with our Q&A session. dab into these questions uh all of these came from twitter so thank you everybody that uh, sent them in i'm putting up my mic in a very dramatic fashion <laughs> it's okay I, there's a helicopter flying by and i got distracted um you're so valid. valid uh so our first question comes in from will at same envy hat on twitter and what characters did you never get to see together that you really want to I got this written down. Okay, okay. I, I'll, I'll answer first because I got my notes right hand because I looked at these first. Um, first, there, there's a couple of my characters that I say so I wanted to interact with, but two characters that neither of which are mine that I really wanted to see interact with haven't are Davy and Parker. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. <laughs> that would have been so good. I really want to see Davy and Parker interact at some point. That's just a kind of beautiful puppyish energy that I need to see in my life. <laughs> that would be so good and pure. <laughs> I love them. I 
they need to interact. We gotta have a game with that in season two. Yeah, uh, characters of mine, I uh, really want to see uh, Garion and Coyote Yes, I was going to say that too. You stole my answer. Now I have to come up with another answer. You don't have to come up with another answer, Sam. (laughs) Okay, well then that was my answer too. Uh, I also really want to see Meryl and Kari. Yes! We we sort of, well, I won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I would say also... Season two, baby. Season two. Speaking of season two, now I'm really excited for... um, Carrie and Marius to eventually just snark. Yes. 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 Snark um, never ending. Speaking of speaking of Carrie, I really want to see her and Ruben together. <laughs> it would be God. so horrible. I need it to happen immediately. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm going to actually share something that I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed by. I didn't realize that Carrie and Kari were different characters for until literally just oh, now, no. and so oh, no. our Discord server for the last like ever. Now we I need am... Carrie and Kari to just <laughs> be beautiful. I, I thought people were just pronouncing the name differently. Or Carrie I, has I, like, two R's. It. I was so fucking confused, you guys. That's very good. So we need, That's very we need good. Kerrigan so and Kari <laughs> to be beautiful and wicked together. Yes, man. Carrie could be mm-hmm. the best worst influence on Carrie. Honestly, if we were doing like a high school yearbook <laughs> superlatives, um, Carrie and Carrie would win the like yes best looking. They would. Yep. <laughs> Let's You're be real. Kind. We should actually do that sometime. We should do. I was gonna say put Carrie yeah, back yeah, in high fun. school. Yeah, we should do <laughs> FDL superlatives. No, let's not put Carrie back in high school, please. Yeah, no, I, I, I have point blank said um, that I cannot imagine how to play Kari as a teenager. Like, there's a reason why when we talked uh, with high school, that there was a reason why That's it wouldn't valid. have been Kari. Because I just, like, I can't wrap my head around him yeah, as a teenager. Yeah, no, so valid. So valid. So, um, Kari came into life fully blossomed as, like, in her early mm-hmm. 20s at the very earliest. Most of the time, he's Kari always, burst like, from the forehead 20s. of, uh, yeah. Goddess of Love. Yeah, Aphrodite just, like, just yeah. like, oh, yeah, the world, the world needs this, 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 this person. Yeah. It's true. Um, back to the question, uh, yeah. Jade and I, we've also, Jade and I have talked about, uh, Ruben and Quixote, and yes. Mm. I really want that to actually happen on screen at some point, because it would just be so much it really would i think the the two characters i'd like to see interact um i have two answers i want to see marius and garion interact so they can be catty (laughs) at each other yes yes um fuck remember remember when we went into uh the the um divmon game and uh sam was like god garion is such like a twinky little bottom and then it was like he no, was supposed to be not at all his original iteration was absolutely a twinky he was supposed little to be. and then he got old and jaded but he still looks like and a unfortunately <laughs> now he's a power bottom and unfortunately <laughs> he met ruben god i also i also want marius and quixote to to mm. meet um, mm. Just because I think Coyote could put Marius in their place, they need somebody to. They need somebody to be oh. like, no, stop. Speaking of people to say no and stop, I really it just occurred to me how much I want to see Kari and Ruben interact. <laughs> <laughs> we should be taking notes. Oh my goodness! Really to play. Like, we're recording it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost <laughs> like we've got an audio record. <laughs> 
writing down from that audio record. These are all promises that we're making to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. These are all promises we're making to ourselves. It's fine. Yep. Okay. Did anybody have any others? Yes. Before we move on to the next one. I have one more. Mm hmm. I don't know why, but Sable and Saul. Interesting. Ooh. That could be interesting. Battle battle of the the angsty man pain. Yes. But not man. Yes. Angsty not man pain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about it and I was like, because I was like, who do I want to see Sable interact with? I was like, well, I've already said Kyote. I've talked to Jade about this. But I was Mm. like, I don't want to just do that again because I just want to interact with Kyote in general. And then I was like, Saul. Mm. nice okay okay oh it's me um uh, this question came from rachel at uh velicor i apologize uh what was everyone's favorite game slash favorite session i'm assuming this is as a player we actually we can answer as a player and uh to listen to actually yeah that could be fun does anybody actually listen to their own podcasts? I sir fuck I don't. I don't. Yes. I listen to all of them. Yeah. I don't listen to yeah, our podcasts. I've listened sorry, to <laughs> all but two arcs. I haven't yeah, I have like not been able to listen to stuff since uh the fiasco, the first mm. fiasco game. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm going mm-hmm. to eventually. That's a mood actually cuz I don't think I've listened to anything since the first fiasco game either. I had to, I had to cram listen to, you know, two of the arcs. So, um, you know. Goes. <laughs> um uh I think for me my the favorite game was definitely the stream that we did of this town is full of monsters that we did with Danielle. Yes. That was yeah. like one of my absolute faves. Uh, and then as far as like on recording um, podcast release, I definitely really enjoyed the karma um, for the, the ghosts, the ghost mansions, the Hindley mansion karma. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really enjoying listening to our kingdom mm-hmm. game uh, a lot just because kingdom game is really I listened good. to, I had to listen to episode two after episode one came out. Cause I was just like, no, it's so good. There was not enough carry in episode one. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, God, it was so good. It's really <laughs> it's good. It's really good. I love Carrie so much. <laughs> um, I think my favorite episode to play in was uh, the uh, Divmon game with uh, Saul and Harley and uh, Garion and Ruben and Vesper. Uh, that was just such a fun time. Yeah. But my favorite to listen to was either the Sundered Land or uh, the Hindley Mansion Karma. Sundered Land was a good one. Yeah. Um, I make absolutely no secret that the Sundered Land game was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Really? <laughs> you like the City of Goals? I like the City of Goals so much, I insisted on prequels and sequels <laughs> to it. So. City of Goals good? Um, City of Gaul is very good. Um, but, like, if the Sundered Land didn't exist, then I would probably say the Kingdom, the Kingdom game. And the first Kingdom game was so much fun to listen to, and then the second Kingdom game was really fun to play in and mess up, but mm-hmm. whatever. Carry winky face emoji here. I'm really, <laughs> I'm still really sorry about that. <laughs> but the, the, like, it was just so much fun to listen to and then be able to be like, all right, I'm going to step into this world now 
it was that was really cool to to sort of be able to to listen to it and be like yeah i want to interact with this world more and then be able to it was cool to just exist and cause you all problems as you all destroyed yourselves (laughs) yeah it's good times it was good uh, my favorite game to, like, I, as I said, like, I haven't listened to a lot of our podcasts because I just, like, keep forgetting that we have a podcast that we're recording instead of, you know, just playing games with friends. <laughs> that's, not, that's not necessarily <laughs> true. I just, I have a hard time listening to, mm. like, that's fine. That's podcasts fine. in general. Mm-hmm. Valid. Um, but my favorite game to play was absolutely the Dream Askew game. Getting to play Keta again was so much fun. And it had been, like, a year and a half since... No, it had been about about a year since I'd stopped playing her in my regular D&D game. And it was just, like, it meant a lot to me to have such, like, a beautiful and, like, rich world that we created. And, like, you know, just from a whole cloth, we created this beautiful, rich world and plunked these characters in. And to get to, like, play a character that I already loved so much was such an experience for me. Uh, and it was just, like, it was incredible. Hmm. Also, that game just fucking rocked. Um, <laughs> as a player... I think I had the most fun playing the Karma game with Mabandora because Marius, Davy, and Kari, it was such a really fun group dynamic to bounce around in. I felt like it really showed off those characters in a really cool and interesting way. And I love the Two Kingdom games as a player. Like, I feel like some of my best moments as a RPer are across those, are in the <laughs> Kingdom game. Um, either part one or part two, um, which we can actually talk about, which might actually change one of my answers for a later question because I've just realised that will all be out by the time this Q&A is. Um, as yeah. a listener, <laughs> I adore... And I, I'm not a person that likes listening to myself that much, really, even though I actually... I'm not going to get into that. I love the Sunderland <laughs> because it feels almost really mythical, I don't want to say it feel like Lord of the Ringsy, but there's something really cinematic about the Sunderland game that was just really kind of. It's not like any of our other games. That's me here. Rachel, Rachel also asked us uh, if you had to switch your en- entire character roster with another player, who would it be? And I have my answer to this question. <laughs> All capital letters, three words, Jade, full stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel very flattered. One day I will play Kari. It will happen. (laughs) Um, For me, uh, hands down, it's Dora. I really want to play. I really want to play Parker. I really want to play Sol. I really want to play Marius. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I want you to play. I want you to play Marius. Uh, off topic, uh, with Dora's permission, uh, Marius has appeared in the Masks campaign I run for some friends, and I got to play Marius in that universe. And as soon as I explained one of the inspirations for them, both the players were like, oh, I get who this if, who this person is, and I'm like, yeah. But getting to play Marius was very good. It was very good. So, yeah. That's my answer. Um, I'd probably swap with... Um... With either Mab or with Jade. Because um, I, I want to play Davy, kind of. But also, like, I want to see Jade try to play Garion. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking notes for the next character swap session, yeah. right? Oh, you mean the first recording character this. swap session? <laughs> yeah, the, we'll first, the first, the first not on stream. stream. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah I'm the, with that. That's right. Yeah, I we did one on stream. St- I obviously haven't listened to the streams. Um, yeah, that's fair. I only I only know about it because I actually watched that stream. Hmm. Casual reminder: uh, the uh, you can listen to our live streams if you support our Patreon. I was just like, wait, wait, I keep forgetting that it's going to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is recording. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> right? Oh my god, give us money. Um, and then the, the, the fan yeah. fiction that I hinted at on my Twitter, I will write and you'll be able to read it. Um, yeah, and you guys will get to see all sorts of fun art on my Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, and on I've got some. I've got some other bonuses. Dot, dot, dot. Um... And I was like, now I'll have an excuse to start writing fanfiction for these characters. Uh, Or is it fanfiction if it's our own characters? Who knows? Because we are fans of our characters. Yeah. Um, And then as as far as my answer goes, my audio spiked and I'm sitting so far away from my mic. Um, (laughs) I I think I'll I'll try, I would like to try picking up some of uh, Kales' characters. Mm. I know I play, well, I'll just say Carrie's a mean girl, but... um, you know, Davy's not a mean kid. He's just well-meaning. So I was like, I think I can probably do, you know, the <laughs> the niceness of of Gales's characters, <laughs> and not completely just be like a, a mean girl. All I the mean, time. Ruben is also a mean girl. Yeah, this is true. So like you could also pull that you could also pull them off. All right, there we go. Yeah, and all of all of my characters are just as as somebody once told me. Every single character I play is just slutty and mean. So <laughs> I wasn't mean. I'm it's trying true, to Joe think if I mean. can do a Scottish accent, but I would have to channel my inner David Tennant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was um, so bad. I was listening. I was playing Kingdom Hearts, and uh, fucking Scrooge shows up, mm-hmm. and. I didn't know it was because like he just starts talking off camera, and I'm like, "Who is this Yahoo?" And then he goes, "Bless me, bagpipes," and I go, "That's fucking Scrooge," and I don't know what accent that is. Like, couldn't you just get David Tennant to come on and do it? You make mm. me watch Ducktales with David Tennant, and then give me this. <laughs> it's beyond the point. Um, so fucking valid, Jesus. So um, valid. <laughs> I, I know I said I wanted to, I'd swap Dora's full roster, but I really want to play Sable at some point. And I just had a really yes. fun idea for something that I don't want to say here on the Q&A, but I'm going to make a note of it so I can say after we finish the Q&A because I want to break Kate's Jay, DM brain. me immediately. I will DM you now. Um, I think, see, I'm torn because I really wanted, I really want a shot at, at Keta, but also, like, everybody, everybody that, that Mab has played... I would love to have a chance to play, even though I'm afraid I would play them all badly. But <laughs> it'll be beautiful. So Danielle at Redtailhawk90 on Twitter asks, "What is the first thing you do slash decide on when creating a new character?" Nice, easy question from Danielle. <laughs> um, so often, what I'll do is I'll either I'll either start with like a personality trait or an aesthetic. Or, like, a very basic, like, I want my next character to be, like, here's what, like, my start, my inspiration. I'll pick something, like, I'm going to be inspired by, you know, like, uh, with Keta, the first thing that I, the first thing I started with Keta was she's, like, a hot topic mall goth dwarf with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, that was where good. she started at the beginning of the campaign that I played her in. Now she's obviously a much more fleshed out character. And then, you know, with the character that I played in my, you know, the most recent character that I made was a character that I am playing in a new D&D game. Uh, her name is Aletha Cadavorn. And the first thing that I started with was when I was doing my secret Samol, I was drawing Pharaoh, like, riding on the dog. Um, and my, my brain went, <laughs> what if, like, I had a character that, like, is always riding a dog? Or, like, I started with she was going to be a cavalier. And then I was like, oh, shit, what if she's, like, missing a leg so she's always riding her dog? So she's always mounted, so that's why she's the cavalier character archetype. But that's then with, really like, cool. people, with characters like Joe... Um, with Joe, I started with, like, I made Joe for, like, a school assignment, and I just, like, had his design around, and I was like, I'm going to play this character. So, like, it's it's sort of different wherever it is, but it's like, I always start with, like, something small as an inspiration, and then build out from that. Yeah, I usually also, like, I, I tend to also start with uh, character type. Like, it usually ends up being, uh, it usually ends up being a profession, actually, <laughs> um, or some, like, Meryl was, uh, I wanted a, I, I didn't have a thief character yet, um, and then I thought it would be fun to play an amateur thief character, um, that's where she came from, and actually there's a sort of a funny thing with, um, I made Meryl before the podcast, right around the same time I made another character of mine, and I was trying to trans. I was trying to transpose her character traits onto that other character and use the name, and it wasn't working. And I, I was talking to one of my writing partners about it, and he was like, "I think, I think you like you just need to like change the name." And I ended up, I was like, "All right, fine. I guess I'm gonna sort of go with the same thought." And and I ended up with Meridian, and yeah, that's how Blackjack was born. It's fine. Um, <laughs> But I kept Meryl around, and I was like, well, I can have a professional jewel thief and an amateur jewel thief. And then Sable was definitely me being like, okay, I'm going to play a lawful character. I'm going to do it. I'm still failing at it. It's fine. <laughs> but Zephyr was Zephyr was always a ghost. I had the name first, and then I realized that they were a ghost. Uh, mine really vary. Um, Kari came out of a text uh, RP, a game of MFI Firebrands. Um, originally, uh, and I blows kiss to the sky mm, for stray. For stray, <laughs> and I loved him so much that when we started talking about doing this podcast, I was like, "I'm gonna use Kari. I will find a game where he fits." But I loved Kari too much as a character to give him up. Um, I couldn't just play him once. So Kari has shifted from his MFO Firebrands days, but a lot of the traits that sort of really come up in that game, just like, there's a reason why Kari is always a former soldier. Uh, there's a reason why Kari is always a romantic. Uh, so he can... Uh, because he's perfect? <laughs> well, that that's for you guys to decide. Um, Max yeah, was... In, so, yes. <laughs> Max was... Uh, when we decided we were doing... Uh, the Kingdom game was going to be in space. Uh, so, so I was like, I want to be the mechanic. Because I love lady mechanic characters. Um, and she just came out a lot of archetypes I like, um, and sort of. But I, it, she started from the place of being a lady mechanic, which was sort of determined by that setting, and her her role came first. And that's true of Tala as well. Uh, though Tala, as anyone that listens to Friends of the Table know, is really quite clearly my love letter to season one Thrandir, <laughs> uh, in a lot of ways, because uh, that that that's where Tala sort of came from. 
Coyote is sheer unadulterated wish fulfillment in a lot of ways but I um I sort of had vague ideas about them but again Dream Skew as a setting sort of happened I had the name Coyote Sparks for a very different character and when we started knowing what we were going to do with Dream Skew and I knew I was going to be playing the Hawker I was like oh I have an idea how I was going to get this to go also Coyote's uh, kind of a love letter to some different characters uh, aside from Tala also all of my characters have been hot and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie you're not wrong about that I tend to Tala's also hot you gotta make your characters hot sometimes it's just how it is yeah um a lot of my characters that I've played in in Follow the Leader are very much sort of wish fulfillment like they express a part of me that I wish I had and uh but that's not necessarily the starting point but Kari and Kyoti especially are aspirational for me in different ways, whereas Max is a, possibly a version of me that is both me at some of my best and some of my worst, and I love her so much for it. Whereas Tala, I is, love my girlfriend. Tala is just a <laughs> sweetheart. But it it really depends on if the setting sparks my interest or if I have a character in mind that I want to bring to something. There's a character I played on the li- on a live stream that I'm really looking forward to hopefully bringing into season two called Theo who I had as a concept of a character first and I, it was more like where I want a game for him so yeah it really does vary for me anyway I think what I like to do is I like to have like a little one line like seed so like you know Parker is I'm just glad to be here y'all and Saul is angsty McMahon pain but a lady and Marius I'm going to show my whole ass is <laughs> Uh, what if what if the great phantasma were younger and a non-binary person so um so i knew that already but it's still good i'm not sure if i've said it on mic before but i'm committing to it now um so it's like i start with i start with that and um the only exception is louisa um, she came from the This Town is Full of Monsters live stream that we did with, with Danielle. And I think like Danielle she's... who's answering, who's asking us this question. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like she's the one that I'm still feeling out who she is as a person. Um, but I'm getting to the point where I think, I think she's solidifying in my head. And I think, uh, she's, she's anxiety, but a lady. <laughs> Nice. Good. Uh, map? Um, I can create characters at the drop of a hat if I want to, because uh, <laughs> I just do it a lot. And so, like, all of these characters, but one for a session that we've done for season two, I've made specifically for Follow the Leader. Um, and, like, even Lupe was technically a minor character in our very first game of Follow that we did as a test recording. And, uh, but everyone else has just kind of, like, come up uh, based on the original setting that I made them in, seeing what character type I wanted to play. Except for Davy. Davy was because, like, the day before I had watched a video where someone was doing Hamlet, but as a vlogger. And I wanted that level of dramatics. I love that, um, I that love video that. was amazing. I love that video. Yeah, I think I think Jade, you re- reblogged it on Tumblr, and then I saw it, and I went, "Oh my god, I need this." Um, but uh, no, most of the time I will get like a vague character concept, and then I'll make a pin board, and then I have my character. So I have 
pin boards for all of my characters. Um, I think same. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, all of my season one characters like um, have had like a prominent, fairly prominent role since Carrie ended up leaving the Follow game, um, and I got to play Etienne for an entire round. Um, and their dramatic flair. So obviously I had to make them a character board. Uh, so, you know, I Pinterest aesthetic that shit. I'll get a vague idea of what I want to play based on the setting, and then I'll just go to Pinterest. And then from there, it's easy to, you know, as we'll see in a, reg- a regular, uh, sorry, a later question. Regular? What the fuck? Uh, in a later question, like, translating the characters, it's, you know, boiling it down after that based on their Pinterest aesthetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's everybody's answered that one now. Um, what one game did you not play this season that you really want to? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, it got played, but I I would love to play Dream Askew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've yeah. played it. I didn't. Right, yeah. yeah, you and I played it. I didn't get to play it. I didn't get to play it on a recording or even like like all of the games that we were supposed to play for fun like i either had to back out of or got canceled or rescheduled or something and i still haven't gotten to play it and i have two characters made for it <laughs> and i just really fucking want to play it someone please play dream askew with me i'll play dream askew <laughs> with you i fucking love dream askew <laughs> it's <laughs> a you, real Sam. good game yeah yeah i've only played it uh for fun we didn't even record it but that was that was fun. I, I would like to play it like on a recording. Uh, I would also like to play a Firebrands game on recording. And I spoilers. Well, I got good news for you, bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I was gonna answer that too. Is a, a fire Firebrands, but we're we're gonna a brand of fire. Um, this is also going to be like. Re- like a little bit self-centered, but I'm writing a fashion mecha battle game. I'm so excited for that. That I really would like to play. <laughs> I want to play it so bad. <laughs> because sorry, it's Lucky Listen, Lucky meets Firebrands. I want. Yeah, it. you gotta make the content you want to see in the world, yeah. and I valid. <laughs> A friend of a friend of mine, thanks Richard, had this dream, and I was like, I want to write that game now. And three months later, I'm finally writing the game, and it looks really fun, and I want to play my own game. Um, <laughs> uh, mm, I did not read the question correctly, so I have a different kind of answer to everybody else. So I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite lucky in that uh, I think I've gotten to play all of the systems, uh, MFI Firebrands, or a hack thereof. I'm excited to play. Uh, we've actually, at time of recording this, we have played one that I am. I had so much fun playing, and I'm so excited uh, for for the listeners to hear because that's some of the yeah. It's just like it was entirely my flavor of bullshit, and it was just very good to play. Um, but I got to play all the systems like that I was interested in playing. I've played the Quiet Year before, and I think it's a great game. I just don't get on with it very well as a player personally but that that's just um that's just me um in terms of the games that were played that i wish i had been part of uh i really wish i'd been part of san lupercalia because that was how oh, i misread yeah. the yeah. question and that was how i took it i really wish that i'd urban fantasy is one of my most favorite things so i was well gutted. jade i got good news for you too <laughs> <laughs> are we doing another urban fantasy game or have you guys already We're trying one? to. We're going to do Norlandia at some yeah, point. Yeah, Norlandia. 
Perfect. We haven't canceled that. It's it's uh it's Pending. one of the unspecified and an unspecified time in the future. But that's uh, at some point. We'll do it. Specified location. Yeah. Just kidding, it'll be in your podcast stream feed <laughs> thing. <laughs> Perfect. Is that it? Cool. Is that everyone? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did everyone just say Dream Askew? Dream Askew or MFO Firebrands. Back to the top. Uh, again, coming in from Danielle, as was the last one, is Angst or Fluff? <laughs> Y'all. Um, a man needs see, both. Here's the thing, <laughs> is that, like, I yes. can definitely be an Angst Gremlin a lot. We literally have an emoji in the server called Angst Gremlin. We do have an emoji. We do have an emoji. My thing with angst is that if it's not in the service of future fluff Mm -hmm. or hurt comfort, then I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I I don't like needless angst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, a lot of the stuff that I end up doing, I do a lot of, um, this is not necessarily true in Follow Leader. This is true in my other projects that I work on. I do a lot of pre-story suffering mm-hmm. so that the story itself is about the coming back from that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of baggage and a lot of hurt that goes along with it. But then you get the comfort and you get the fluff. I'm not a big fan of Dead Dub Do Not Eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why people are. I just, like, I don't want to just feel sad at the end of something i make no secret of the fact that i don't like major character death mm. do i occasionally yeah. write major character death yes but like i was about to say <laughs> yeah like yeah everyone at me it's fine <laughs> but i don't like i don't enjoy it very much at all unless i feel like it's the right th- unless i feel like it's the only choice that can be made which a lot of times it's not the choice that has to be made. Yeah, like, uh, for the sake of clarity, because it has aired now, because um, I feel similarly like, I can't just have fluff. Fluff is fun and amazing, but too much of it becomes saccharine, and I get bored. And the same reason, because I like drama, and drama is not the same thing as angst. And if I could mm-hmm. only pick one thing, I'm possibly going to pick drama because of who I am as a person. Uh, because yeah. conflict and resolution is fascinating to me. But, like, when I think about Kingdom Part 2, when I think about the Max and Meryl stuff, there was uh, that was the only way that story could have gone. But if it didn't have the payoff that it had, mm-hmm. it would have just sucked. Yeah. It would have hurt and it would have been gone nowhere. And yeah. that would have just been really fucking shitty. And um, we've talked about this off camera. There's a reason why we may not return to Fiasco as a system because the endings tend to be so depressing, except for Carrie. Um, yeah, no, Fiasco <laughs> fucking sucks. But- yeah, my thing about Fiasco, and I said this a lot, is that I can't. I would not be able to play Fiasco again without a character that I would not feel mm. upset about having something bad happen to. Yeah. Like, if I played Fiasco with Ruben, yeah. yeah. on some level, Ruben would deserve whatever bad ending they got, and I would be like, yeah, that's sad, but you want to know what? They're a shithead, so it's fine. They're chaotic neutral, it's okay. Yeah, I suppose there's a difference between sad and, like, there can be dramatically powerful stuff that's kind of shitty, but as long as it's narratively satisfying, and I think angst for the sake of angst is not narratively satisfying, just like fluff for the sake of fluff can be fun. But again, isn't always narratively satisfying. Yeah, it's good for like itself. a two thousand word yeah. rabble, and then you're like, yeah. all right, 
Yeah. Yeah, you need it in really small doses because just doing an entire game of it is just like, okay, it, we get it. You're like, in it can be interesting. <laughs> it can be interesting when it's in service of something else going on. Yeah. Um, but if your entire focus is on the saccharin. Yeah. You need the soul and you need the sweet. You need both to really. <laughs> I think as we're all storytellers and it's that stuff in contrast with each other that makes telling stories fun to have yeah. the hurt and the comfort yeah. to have the drama and the yeah. sweetness so i do want to be very clear though that this doesn't mean that i think that having healthy relationships in stories is not is boring oh because God, no it's not that's not what i mean at all no. you can yeah. you don't have to create drama in a relationship in order to make it interesting no. mm-hmm. agreed but the relationship itself has to serve to the relationship itself can't like there's a balance that you have to strike there but you don't have to put troubles in the relationship i think a lot about jake and amy in brooklyn Mm Nine-Nine. there that's a really good example of a really good relationship in a show where you're you enjoy watching them but they don't have like they have normal couple struggles but they're not building drama for them for the sake of drama because they wouldn't be interesting otherwise yeah, mike mike, mike sure is good at that like his heck couples i'm actually vaguely invested in like um oh my god his name just totally left my head leslie and uh, ben ben thank you leslie and ben, ben yeah. uh chidi and eleanor though their situation is different like mike sure knows how to do a heck <laughs> relationship that i care about <laughs> so which is actually harder than you might think. So But yeah, that's how I that's how I feel about angst and fluff. Anyone else want to chime in? Chaos have just talked Chaos and I just talked loads. Um, <laughs> I prefer fluff to angst. I'm not a huge like angst scrambled or whatever. Like I think angst serves or like you know, I think like sad things serve their purpose within a story, but I can't like I, I, I don't tend to like, you know, like what Kale said, like I don't want to play fiasco again because like having my character like have like uh, almost a good ending and then have it fall apart like so much like that was like really tough for me so like i don't i straight up couldn't figure out how to write my character into a bad ending and you can tell yeah at the end of that fiasco game and i awkward yeah (laughs) because i was standing there going i literally don't know how meryl can have a bad ending here and i was like uh so, and I feel like I haven't listened to the end of Fiasco, but I feel like something similar happened to you, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam got yeah. the yeah. shit kicked I, out of yeah. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, Joe yeah. fucking died. Rip. <laughs> and I was just like, like I didn't know what to do there. I definitely felt um, up for um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I like to write fluff. I'm, I have i'm very removed from like what i create like i understand uh, like i'm able to like pull myself out of it very easily um i mean on one hand i haven't finished writing book three of my novel because i understand that it's actually it's going to end very badly so you know there is not going to be a happy ending for this series but like that's the way that it was built and book 2 just took a lot out of me and so like i'm not ready to go back to it yet uh but at the same time like i understand like i am okay with putting my characters through this and um you'll see my answer in a in a few questions but um 
I'm very happy with doing both. Uh, so long as like, you know, again, like everyone else is comfortable with it. Um, and everyone else, you know, deserves the payoff just because I can write sad things and leave them sad. I definitely know that not everyone else can. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I'm yes to the answer. Yes. is Yes. Both. Both is good. <laughs> um, I'm going to be kind of the dissenter here because I'm the one who's constantly like, okay. You're the angst gremlin. You're the one who added the, yeah, the emoji <laughs> is always makes it sadder. You're the angst gremlin for sure. And, and I mean, okay, it's not just like needlessly sadder, no, but it's no, no, like, no, no, no. but I do... At least in the context of Follow the Leader, I do greatly enjoy putting my characters in situations that make them sad. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've done that with Parker. Like, I have a tendency to sacrifice Parker at the end of Follow. <laughs> Which um, I hate. I hate when you do that. <laughs> um, you just have a habit of sacrificing your character. No big deal. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm mad about it, but it's okay. Well, I would, I would do it to Davy in a heartbeat. I have done it to Davy in a heartbeat. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, Fluff Fluff has its place. I greatly enjoy reading Fluff. Um, but when it comes to FTL in general, there are only a couple of instances where I've leaned into the Fluff. I usually lean into the angst. I haven't had a chance to lean into Fluff, so it's good. I can only angst it up, baby. <laughs> Sorry. That doesn't count That's as not Fluff. <laughs> that's that's not true i think well okay no you're right i was gonna be like the the karma game with davy but it's like that wasn't that's fluff not, but it was just it was fluff. it was it was satisfying good ending yes i i mean i i got a positive ending yeah um oh this is a great question um again from danielle uh what was your favorite on-camera moment I'm just automatically looking at Dora because I know yeah. what their answer is. <laughs> My favorite on-camera moment was the best instance of yes and in this entire, the entire season, I think, was when, uh, in the Sundered Land, when, when, uh, <laughs> Marius was like, I don't think you're telling the whole truth. And, uh, Kales was like, Sable fucked their god. That was automatically. That was just, just automatic. It was so good. It was so good. It's my favorite moment in the entire the entire season. I just loved listening to the realization in their voice and yeah. in their silence. Yeah, I fucking like the second I saw that, I was like, oh, I know what I have to do here. Mm -hmm. You just, I have no choice. Just in that. In that second of silence, you just heard the realization yeah. going, mm, yep. I cut like, myself off of the sentence because everyone knew what was coming. <laughs> the second, the second, it just, yeah. I also love the ripples that that has had because the City of Goals verse is continuing mm. in season two and in one, in one of our live streams. Unlike... Yeah, that is the gift that keeps on fucking giving that. <laughs> it's you do not know the amount of messages that Kales and I have exchanged on this topic. It's so many. So many. So many. It's so good. That's that really is the moment I think that solidified the Sunderland as being a the game that, like a game that we were gonna come back to. Like I feel like I, I not re I, I'm try I don't really want to be tooting my own horn, 
Um, because I don't actually have an answer to this question, because the whole podcast is my favorite on-camera moment. I don't know. I can't really pick one or, like, a couple to say, but, like, like that was the first one where we were like, okay, yeah, we're building a world we want to come back to, at least for me. Because I think on some level, King- the Kingdom game was that for a couple of other for a couple of the others but for me the Sunderland, i was like okay no i want to come back to this i want to know what this means yeah um for me a couple of favorite on camera moments as a player like stuff i had so much fun doing and listening back i think you can hear how much fun i am having um, is Max's conversation with the lieutenant in the first Kingdom game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the shower conversation, which has given me a reputation on this podcast that I'm never going to get rid of, and that's okay. <laughs> um, but that conversation... Oh, um, you mean jizz? Yes, that conversation. Shower jizz? Um, Kari's possession in the Karma game... Like getting to describe that <laughs> mm-hmm. was one was so. There's a reason why my nickname, my nickname in the Discord server was Mr. Hindley for season one, um, because I adored that moment. And I think, like again, cinematically, like the visual of that scene and that exchange between Marius and Mr. Hindley as Kari is so fucking good. So good. Um, and from the second Kingdom game, the conversation with Max and Meryl. Oh, it's... I actually just realised that, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I actually cried during the recording of that. Um, so, like, I was very quietly crying on my end of things. And, um, yeah. Like, I feel very lucky on this podcast to get to RP with some really amazingly talented people. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it's always, like I said, like I was saying about the whole pot, like, getting to play with these people is the best. So I would 100% agree with that. There's my sappy bit for the Q&A. Oh, you know what? It is another one in the first half of that Second Kingdom game mm. where Dora completely... Because I'd been thinking about how those reunion scenes were going to go yeah. for weeks. And Dora completely throwing out, like, every possibility of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then just having Saul walk out and the whole scene just having nothing to do with, like, what the actual point of the game was. Kuiper's like, uh... Dora is fantastic <laughs> at throwing curveballs. Yeah, and just being like, okay... This is going to be fun because like Dora and I had been talking about that scene and what they did on camera was nothing like mm-hmm. what we had talked about. Um, oh, other things when we totally hacked to pieces, uh, the reverie and the prayer in Divmon in the San Lubricalia oh, yeah, game. That was fucking amazing. That was so good. Mm. We yeah. did so good with that. Yeah. My favorite on screen moment was um, in uh in Dream Askew, the moment where we, where, like, my little NPC child and, like, everybody, we were, like, sitting in a circle and, like, summoning the psychic maelstrom or whatever, like, Uh that was such a powerful moment for me. Like, that was a really good moment of, like, role-playing for me as well. Like, I really, really enjoyed that. But also just, like, 
all of Divmon was so fucking good. <laughs> Divmon was so good. Mab, any moments that particularly stuck um, out for you, Dora? I definitely enjoyed the um, Carrie and Meryl conversation in Kingdom. Mm. The, oh, you're the ghost. Uh, mm. And, hey, want a round two? Winky face emoji. And um, <laughs> basically, I really I really enjoyed um, Joe and Davies scenes uh, yes. in our fiasco game. Yeah, that was good. Oh, that was I, I think you need to bring back Joe and maybe mm. in one of our ghost games and then you can he can be friends with Davy and yes. um, it won't be weird. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I just liked the I'll hold you in my big strong arms. Um, but yeah. uh, no, so I think dumb. I think that those two are so dumb. He's Davey. large and very dumb. I love, I love Davy and son. Joe. They're both dumb children, and it's beautiful. I love um, but yeah, yeah. I think I think those are some of my favorites that I've done. Um, but also a lot of the others that have been mentioned, uh, the the Mr. Hindley possession, the um, visually uh, in the Sunderland game where Marius walks over the edge of the cliff and there's that giant cat monster. Yeah. Um, that I really liked the visual of that. I also really love the visuals of the whites. Um, but I have told Kales this and they're cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was some good creepy shit. I was going to say, yeah, that fight with the white um, in the Sundered Land with mm-hmm, Tala mm-hmm. was really, really cool. This love love that good 2am nightmare shit, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Alright, so is that it from people? <laughs> I, think, I think that was yeah. all of us. Uh, in other news, we're all real good at this, y'all. We <laughs> are. It's been what? Like, all, it's already been a full hour. There's lots of, like, dead air and, like, stuttering to cut, I can cut this. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, this will be, like, pretty tight editing. <laughs> Probably. It'll yeah. have to be. Um, so I have a question for Jade about this question, um, which is... Um, are we saying that this is like like a separate yeah from a mechanics side of things rather than a narrative okay that makes sense so jade at jade oxford rose on twitter oh they're good i like them (laughs) (laughs) that would have been really Um, funny if jade got that question (laughs) yeah it really would have been Uh, asked us, uh, what is your favorite system from a mechanic standpoint that we've, that you've played on the podcast so far? Um, I have a bit of a soft spot for the Firebrands style games, but also I really love the Sundered Land, how the Sundered Land, well, they were both written by D. Vincent Baker, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Um, with the asking questions and getting answers style, and I really love the Sundered Land's, um, one person is a character and the rest of the the rest of the players are the world. Mm-hmm. Um the the doomed pilgrim in the ruins of the future game. And I cuz I sort of I I sort of carry that over a little bit in our this town is full of monsters stream mm-hmm. for the dream that Annabelle had because I really liked so the the co- the collaborative world building that goes into that. I mean also and I said it before, say it again. This, like, I'm not, I'm trying to not talk about the live stream games, but This Town is Full of Monsters is my favorite game right now, currently of all time. 
And I love the mechanic. I love the world building of that game so much. So that's definitely. And then it becomes sort of freeform and you can sort of do however. I, I'm doing a weird arm thing. Do however you want. So like with that dreams, that dream sequence, me turning, I was like, all right, I want to do Doomed Pilgrim in the Ruins of the Future for this. Um, and being able to say, I'm going to combine some games here and having the freedom to be able to do that was just, is just, that's what I want. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. Also, the king is dead. The card mechanic is really good. Yeah, uh, I haven't played a lot of different systems uh, for for this, um, but I fucking love Fiasco. Like, I know everyone here is just, just like cursed game, but I absolutely adore it um, because okay, the so. system's good. The system's good. <laughs> it for. I know Quinn and I have talked about the fact that, like, especially after that other Live at the Table episode where they played the zoo one and it had, then it suddenly was very sad at the end. We've talked about, like, even the soft ending of Fiasco is still really hard, so there needs to be, like, a true soft ending. Um, but yeah. I fucking love Fiasco as the system, uh, just of the way that it, like... It forces you to do certain things uh, on, like, positive and negatives and the way that it helps you uh, build and design characters and relationships by, like, making you yeah. pick from specific answers. It's 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 really good. And I also just like to cause pain. We got a lot of really excellent uh, character development out of that fiasco game because of the choices that we had to make. Mm. Yes. That's true, um, yeah. Which we can talk about in a later question, but was really helpful. I love Fiasco up until the endings. Yeah. yeah. It's that it's that final table. It's that final yeah, table. Yeah, if we could just, like, cut out the ending part of it, I would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be fine playing Fiasco. Yeah, like, I liked both of my endings. Um, Davies made sense for his character, and Carrie plays to win, bitches. Um, so, you know, it <laughs> Fuck worked. off, Mab. <laughs> calling me right now sorry <laughs> i'm calling you out no um but yeah and again like to to repeat what kale said our stream of this town is full of monsters just like mechanically that flowed really well um and we were just all full peak aesthetic bullshit and it was mm -hmm. it was great mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. Um, I think from a mechanic standpoint, um, I'd never played a follow game before play or I'd played follow like once, um, before playing it on this, on, oh wait, that's, that's season that's two, season two, two fuck, baby. okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, haven't okay. played follow yet. I'm just going to say I played follow for a thing we've already recorded for season two and that was my favorite and that's my answer. <laughs> Legit, That's fine. legit. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I liked it more than all of the games I played in season one. That's why. <laughs> Including Dream Askew? Okay, Dream Askew is also a really good system, but like mechanics-wise, Follow is so good. Oh yeah, no, you're so yeah. right about that. It's really easy to pick up yeah. and play. Like, it, it's just like really simple. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I fucking love about it. I think my favorite system mechanically is Karma because it's kind of like a soft, you know, it is mm -hmm. kind of like a softer fiasco, but I really enjoy yeah. the complication mechanic. Um, that's just... Yeah, I loved, I loved Karma. It's, it's super, the complication mechanic is super fun. It resulted, especially in like the Hindley Mansion one, resulted in some really cool stuff. 
Yeah, I was going to cite mechanics wise the uh that Makama was definitely my favorite from that. I really want to I know you guys did a little uh, you guys did a lot actually. Um but I've just not listened to it at the point of recording to this. I really want to write my own um setting for us to play using Karma um because I love how that works. Um and I from a setting perspective, I really like Dream Askew for building the enclave. Mm-hmm and the way you build your characters with these set relationships with each other and how yeah. that creates this platform for which, like, the idea of you create the Enclave, you create parts of the world, uh, you create aspects of the world that you play, like the scarcities and stuff like that. And It's a real free form. Once you get past the setup, there's a lot of freedom to it that can't, but also the way it works with um, your hooks and your lures and stuff like that and the token mm-hmm. mechanic it's really good yeah that one's also got a good uh, aesthetic built into it yeah yes. yeah post-apocalypse or apocalypse can't wait to play it someday <laughs> <laughs> well kales i've got good news for you <laughs> <laughs> thanks jade You're i'm literally about to message that chat right now i know i really i really enjoyed our our one game of it that we didn't record and I wanted to go back and like grab an aesthetic point from it but um we didn't record it so I was just like oh no alas I don't remember the specifics aesthetics that we had for it but it was so good (laughs) um so Riley at jsadx on twitter asks very curious as to how you guys keep track of all the characters and settings that you've used, as well as different relationships our recurring characters have to the world and other characters in each game they're in. Uh, short a answer, a lot of Google Docs. Yeah, short yeah. answer, <laughs> just a ton of Google Docs. And the fact that we have a list on on our uh, Tumblr account that has all of the characters that we've played, because we did have to reference that at the beginning. <laughs> Yep. We did all we we have also uh had to send that to people in our Discord server <laughs> yeah. to make it easier for them, which is totally fine. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Please please go look at our Tumblr. I made it myself. It's good. It's, it's really good. good. I don't post to it often enough. It's fine. It happens. There's there's lots of ways I think we talk we talk about it. what's great is the way our Discord server, our private one, is organized. Each game has its own channel. And so it's really easy to keep track of what happened in what game. It's it's just a good way of helping keep things filed in. But also, uh, how to keep. Also, we also kind of don't because it's really fun to theorize and talk about. Okay, so what's so and so doing in this world? I think we kind of casually have the kind of like all of the characters exist in every universe, and it's just fun to think about what they might be doing at any given time during it. Yeah. So, yeah. which is actually more of a thing for the next question that uh, also was sent by Riley. But yeah, in all seriousness, we put the work in at the top with how we organize our Discord server with our GDocs. And uh, yeah, we, we we talk about that a lot. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is we bring characters together sometimes in pairs, like Davy and Kari uh, come together a lot. Um and there's like certain characters that we like to see together and so we we kind of repeat those relationships uh as recurring mm. when they are yeah. in the same setting so like obviously 
when it came down to the kingdom game, a lot of the relationship to Carrie was different because they didn't have four years of petty high school drama behind them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of the, like, if they didn't have four years of petty high school drama behind them, this is could have, would have happened, you know, but like at the same time between the other four, like the relationships were still pretty solid and similar. Um, Carrie's is the one that changed due to like the nature of their, their relationship changing and everything like that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Max and Merrill's relationship in the kingdom game was directly informed by what had happened in the high school fiasco game, despite the fact that it's not a direct sequel yeah, it was two completely different universes, but it was very in- it was very fun to sort of take what and th- again this is going on to the next question. Thanks, Riley. But um, very fun to sort of take what had already been done and transpose it into a completely different universe and mm. see what would have happened. But let it inform because the characters, because as Map was saying, certain character dynamics get established. Um, is it worth us, Dora? Do you want to read Riley's second question as we're sort of folding? Yeah, yeah. they're kind yeah. of the same question. Yeah. Um, also, with regard to recurring characters, how do you think about them when moving them to a new universe? Is it like taking the same base to start with every time and seeing where it goes, or do you bring their character development with you into new separate games? And then she says, "Hope that makes sense." And yeah, it totally yeah, makes sense. Definitely. Don't worry. Yeah, I think this kind of touches on what I mentioned earlier, is that I have a pin board for their general aesthetic, um, and then I can just, uh, like, obviously the first game that I played Carrie in, she was a Instagram model that had the power to stop time, and then she went to a high school where they didn't have Instagram because it wasn't a thing yet, and so it was, you know, my MySpace top five. <laughs> And then in space, where they had space Instagram. No, she wasn't, uh, <laughs> they didn't, she wasn't like, you know, everyone's gonna be on my MySpace top five or my Instagram page, you know, I'll, you know, pay to have promos or whatever influencers do, you know, and um, so it's basically, but like the thing that carries over, carries over, huh, um, is that, you know, she's um, high femme sapphic head bitch in charge, you know, and like that <laughs> is the key essence of Carrie you know <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say uh like Davy and Kari is one of my few is one of the relationships that got to have a revisit because I mm-hmm. really liked the dynamic that Davy and Kari had in Kingdom their relationship comes from a very different place uh in Karma mm-hmm. but that dynamic of Kari being in this protective role is very much still there but it was interesting to think about how it was different because they didn't have the same history. They didn't have the same history. Davy wasn't um, a, a prince of a disgraced space empire that was all murdered, you know? <laughs> mm. It's like we didn't really touch on, and it's something that when, and I think we, we've discussed in season two, uh, hopefully getting back to the uh, the BuzzFeed Unsolved of Follow the Leader. Um <laughs> because we had so much fun doing it and we want Sam and uh, Kales to get to come and play in that universe with us. Um, how Davy and Kari came to know each other in that universe, I'd love to address that question mm-hmm. uh, uh, somehow. Whereas Marius, Marius getting into that universe was um, sort of... Because that was a new relationship dynamic that got to come in. But I just love Marius in every universe. I am mm-hmm. one of the Aww. few people 
in all of our Discord servers that I am a hardcore... I don't like the term stan, but I definitely stan Marius. Not just, <laughs> not just because so I end up... Rom- I've romanced Marius as two different characters at this point and will continue to do so. Um... <laughs> Because, look, I'm valid, okay? Mm. I don't need anyone else to tell me I'm valid. So I know valid. I am. Nope, you're valid. But, uh, yeah, I am one of the people that will go to a book. Just like, yes, Marius is a fussy asshole, and I love them. I love them. so. But that that's me getting off topic. Cause, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I will always be here yelling about how great Marius favours is. So. Yeah, um... Uh, like I don't know like there's a lot of stuff that like I find out about characters in the games that Mm. I try like as hard as I can like as much as I can to like bring over with me Mm. um like uh, when I Meryl was originally just like me um in that very very first follow game and like that about her hasn't changed um but she became like, so much more in that fiasco game. Like, Roller Derby Champion was, like, mostly, like, a joke. Like, I was like, fuck it. What if I made her a Roller Derby Champion? I need something for her to do. Mm. Um, And, like, one of the location ideas was the roller rink, or the skate park, I think, actually. And mm. I was like, perfect, she's a roller skating champion. Because <laughs> it was funny. And then, um, and then her and Saul being stepsisters was also just, like, I was like, that would be fun, I guess. And now it's, like, an important part of her character. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if, like... Like, I don't know if I would be able to play her without Max and Saul. But if I did, like, those would still be things. Like, at one point in college, in the high school fiasco universe, she definitely stage managed mm. and started stage managing. And stuff got really weird. And she was like, I'm fucking done with this. It is not worth the cover story. Um, I'll just go back to being a petty criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's, like, if something, if I, like, can't figure out how to make something make sense, I will just, like, say it's true, and then if someone asks me, wait, how? I just go, eh? Um. Yes, and yourself, it's good. Just like, yeah. I'll just, like, I'll just hand wave it. Um, cause, like... Nope, that, yep, that's still true. And there will be times, like, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure there will be a time at some point where I find some piece of character development that I, like, decide I want to walk back, actually. Mm. Yeah. I've had that with Kyoti. Um, yeah. I love how Kyoti exists in Dream Askew, but Kyoti of that world is so shaped by the, the queer enclave of Dream Askew. And so... It very much took down a certain road that I don't, I certainly don't regret that choice, but, um, and we've recorded something for season two where it's a very different vibe to Kyoti, whereas they very much feel like the same person at their core. But like a different mm. setting. Yeah, and because yeah. of the, the nature of how different that setting was, it for me, I got to explore a little bit more of who Kyoti is, and I feel like I know them better as a character now, which is really cool. I love that, yeah. With me, um, you know, I haven't reused a lot of, I mean, I haven't really reused a lot of characters yet, so it's kind of hard to say, you know, keeping track of characters that I'm using in, you know, the same character a couple of times. Except, like, across seasons one and two, I played Keta again in a season two episode. And that was very much like looking back at, you know, the original character of Keta 
what the backstory I decided for her was and then how I could modify that backstory to be similar to you know where she where she was in this new setting um but it's it's definitely like a kind of what a lot of other people said is like yeah it's based on this stuff but it's definitely like looking at the core of the character and then seeing where it goes and then like yeah sorry i'm I'm not adding anything new here I think no, it's fine. When we came up with the conceit, the conceit, the conceit for this podcast, which was, hey, what if we had characters that we could just do a use of as often as we wanted and just yeah. riff? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that I think when we first came up with it, we didn't necessarily think how much they would inf- each iteration would influence the next. Yeah. And it's it's been a cool kind of thing for us to discover as players as we've gone on in this experiment. And yeah. as someone who has a character who literally, I'm not joking, has 30 different universes, mm-hmm. 30, it is really, really cool to see how even the universes that you don't necessarily come back to again mm. can influence future character choices that you make. Mm-hmm. Because you go back to that universe that you were only in for a second and you go, like, even if we never go back to uh the lady demon hunters karma game that we played there will still be choices i made which i can't think of off the top of my head um that i made for annabelle that i'll carry forward with me into future games with her because i'm like oh i remember that she did this in a past game this is probably something that i can that i will like think about going forward and then i think about it and it develops further um and it's just really interesting to see how like Every setting that you put a character in, like, influences them and makes them more of a multifaceted character in a lot of really, really cool ways. It makes them feel more like people, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know how they're going to respond to any any given situation. I've played Kingdom Hearts. I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all of our questions, Dora, unless you had something you wanted to add to that. No, I think I think y'all pretty much covered my thoughts on it too. So I would just be um, just uh, gilding the lily at this point. So, so all right, that, that's been our Q and A. Um, thank you for listening to season one and for caring enough to listen to us talk about season one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really Thanks excited for about questions. season one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, um, before we go, mm-hmm. um, I do want to. Uh, once again, plug the fact that um, I believe it's March 20th is the day. Um, Hold on, I'm opening up Google Calendar. Yep. <laughs> yep. Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. The spring. Patreon. First day of spring, right? Yep. Spring. First yes. day of spring. March 20th, first day of spring. Uh, we'll be uh, launching our Patreon, um, and you can get cool stuff uh, if you contribute, like. Uh, access to the archived live streams, uh, outtakes and bloopers. Um, uh, a couple of other really cool things that we're working on. Yeah. Some drawings um, from me. Um, some bonus stuff from me. <laughs> wow, so many things. It's it's going to be really cool. Um, a lot of uh, what we plan on using the uh, proceeds from, from this for is we're trying to get through our backlog of transcripts. So, um, a lot, that's where a lot of that is going to end up going, um, because we want to make it as accessible for everyone as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout outs to Susie again. Yes. Yes. Um, 
your girl, your girl only has so much brain space to do episode summaries, which is why there hasn't been one since the quiet year. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, winter is a season mm. of hell. Yeah, winter is a, a, a bitch and a fuck. Um, it's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's that. Um, shoot. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, we would be really grateful if uh, you could. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes or your other favorite podcasting app of choice. Uh, tell your friends about us. We're on Spotify, so it really isn't, like, you don't have to download anything new if you already have Spotify to listen to us. Yep. And also don't forget to, if you, you know, tweet about us with our hashtag, uh, hashtag mm. FTLcast, we will see your tweets and we crave what validation. About our podcast. We crave Get it. that sweet, sweet validation dopamine. Yep. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything. Let's go to a clock.